People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, Bowl and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that like makes them so good is that they're really soft and luxurious while also being breathable. So they kind of work in all weather and their signature sheets are their best seller. They come in 14 versatile colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. I have them in the color stone. I have them in the color mineral. I have the waffle blanket. I have so many things from this company. Everything is just quality and their sheets are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and completely free from toxins. Also, they said this, but I didn't really get it until I started using the sheets. They do get softer with every wash and you'll see that. I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and every single person has been a repeat customer. And there's a 30 night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code CBC at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code CBC. Exclusions apply, see site for details. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. How you feeling post-Chloe and Tristan episode? Honestly, I feel really relieved. <laughs> Julie, I feel such a sense of calmness going into this one. And I think it's because it feels slightly lower stakes. I mean, the entire episode last time, I was like consciously speaking to myself and like, figuring out a way to control my emotions while also simultaneously recording a podcast episode. (laughs) I know. For me, I had two conflicting things because on one hand, my main goal was to convey the information in a way that was clear and easy to receive. But at the same time, I was having such an emotional reaction as I was talking because when you relive just how much of an asshole this guy is, and we were going back to 2018, it's the natural human reaction for your blood pressure to rise. Doctors should say, do not think about Tristan Thompson for at least 24 hours before you come in for a physical. (laughs) Would not let my dad listen to that episode before his stress test, by the way. (laughs) Heavens, no. Okay, are you ready for Jen and Ben? Em, I was literally born ready. Okay, so as we all know by now, on Saturday, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck get a marriage license in Clark County, Nevada. And then midnight on Saturday, Sunday morning, they get married at the Little White Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas. (laughs) I got to tell you, this is not how I saw it going down. I can't say I've never been so shocked, but I was very shocked when I saw that TMZ notification come through. So this happens around midnight and then Sunday night, 5.30 p.m., we get the email from the On the JLo newsletter, subject, we did it. (laughs) One thing about JLo, she's going to send out a newsletter. (laughs) I know everyone knows the details by now, but I see that you put the entire email in the outline. Is that because you think it's important for me to actually read verbatim? I just know that JLo didn't put the work in to give us a newsletter 18 hours after she was married for us to not read it on the podcast. Agree. Okay, here we go. We did it. Love is beautiful. Love is kind. And it turns out love is patient. 20 years patient. Exactly what we wanted. Last night, we flew to Vegas, stood in line for a license with four other couples, all making the same journey to the wedding capital of the world. Behind us, two men held hands and held each other. In front of us, a young couple who made the three-hour drive from Victorville on their daughter's second birthday, all of us wanting the same thing, for the world to recognize us as partners and to declare our love to the world through the ancient and nearly universal symbol of marriage. (laughs) Okay, I got to pause for a second. Not to say that I wasn't expecting her to give us details. I was not expecting her to outline the other participants that were at the chapel. 
I'm going to need them to write a tell-all. Immediately, if not sooner. I just know they have a story to tell. Um, like literally POV. I cannot say it enough. POV. You are the people online as J-Lo and Ben Affleck are getting married. But you know, it's so funny when Courtney and Travis did this kind of the fake version, they didn't actually get married. I think we said something very similar of like POV, you're in Vegas and all of a sudden Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker show up. But that feels so much more realistic in contrast to this. The way I feel about it is that probably the two events are very connected. Like my guess is that JLo and Ben heard that Courtney and Travis weren't able to legally get married because they didn't get their certificate. And so they were like, oh, we should definitely research this before going. And that's how they knew to get there before midnight. I bet if Courtney and Travis never attempted to get married, JLo and Ben would have run into that exact same situation. <laughs> okay. First of all, incredible butterfly effect. Second of all, I'm just envisioning Ben Affleck on his phone at like 1.30 in the morning, kind of stressed out, Googling marriage license, Clark County, Nevada. Can you imagine that? And then him turning over to J-Lo. Of course I can. With this hand that's like seven times the size of that phone. Don't remind me. What is he, 6'2", 6'4"? I always forget. I think he's 6'4". Yeah, I knew it. I knew 6'2 didn't sound right. I knew I wasn't giving him the credit he deserved once I said the two. You know what's funny about this whole J-Lo and Ben thing is like every single person is like, it was Ben from the start. That's this beautiful love story. Like she was never able to move on from him. Of course she wasn't. He's 6'4". <laughs> no, I've never related to J-Lo more in my entire life. She has been seeking 6'4 since 2002. <laughs> and can you blame her? No. Okay, next paragraph. We barely made it to the little white wedding chapel by midnight. They graciously stayed open late a few minutes, let us take pictures in a pink Cadillac convertible, evidently once used by the king himself. But if we wanted Elvis himself to show, that cost extra, and he was in bed. <laughs> I, I can't. You have to keep reading. I know what you're going to say. POV Austin Butler shows up. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you call Austin Butler in advance? Why, why is Austin Butler? No, I, I don't understand. Why is Austin Butler not performing weddings in Vegas? What a missed opportunity. But keep going. I can't get it. I can't fall into this loophole again. Okay. So with the best witnesses you could ever imagine, a dress from an old movie and a jacket from Ben's closet, we read our own vows in the little chapel and gave one another the rings we'll wear for the rest of our lives. They even had Bluetooth for a short march down the aisle. But in the end, it was the best possible wedding we could have imagined. One we dreamed of long ago and one made real in the eyes of the state, Las Vegas, a pink convertible and one another at very, very long last. When love is real, the only thing that matters in marriage is one another and the promise we make to love, care, understand, be patient, loving and good to one another. We had that and so much more. Best night of our lives. Thank you to the Little White Wedding Chapel for letting me use the break room to change while Ben changed in the men's room. They were right when they said, all you need is love. We are so grateful to have that in abundance, a new wonderful family of five amazing children and a life that we have never had more reason to look forward to. Stick around long enough and maybe you'll find the best moment of your life in a drive-thru in Las Vegas at 1230 in the morning in the Tunnel of Love drive-thru with your kids and the one you'll spend forever with. Love is a great thing, maybe the best of things, and worth waiting for. With love, Mrs. Jennifer Lynn Affleck. <laughs> Beautiful. No. Beautiful. Took me out the second time around the same way it did the first. There's no other way that I would have wanted this information delivered to me. I literally fuck a Vogue spread to give me an on the JLo newsletter any second of the day. <laughs> Thank you. I've been saying this for so long. You came down so hard in the beginning, and it's really, for me, fulfilling to see the way you've changed your opinion. 
I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I have quite literally been on board <laughs> since day one with this entire gag. I mean, we understand that this is a bit, right? Like JLo's doing a bit here. I'm on board with the bit. <laughs> I want you to look JLo in the eye and tell her that you think her newsletter is a bit. Not going to go over well. I'm telling you right now. Bring her to my room. <laughs> bring her <laughs> Bring her here. <laughs> Okay. So just to backtrack for a second, as we all know, the first time around, this is 20 years ago, November, 2002, the two got engaged. As you all know, it was the 6.1 carat pink diamond from Harry Winston, estimated around two and a half million. As we know, they were scheduled to get married September 14th, 2003. And the day before the wedding is when they released the joint statement saying that they were postponing the wedding. So what a difference 20 years makes. Yeah, I mean, that couldn't be more evident in comparing the two weddings from the start. I mean, the original wedding was supposed to be like the event of the century. And it was almost what caused the demise of their relationship at the time because it represented everything that was causing them stress, everything that was wrong with the relationship, the media circus. And so for this time, for them to be able to just go and do it in private with their kids and really go through with it, I mean, what a 180. And a few other things to mention in terms of the logistics of the ceremony. The first dress she wore was the Alexander McQueen dress that was worn in the movie poster for Jersey Girl, which obviously starred both of them. And the director of the movie had revealed that they were supposed to have a wedding scene in the movie, but it got cut. So I'm not saying this is the case, but it's possible that that dress was worn in the deleted scene, first of all. And then second of all, none other than Chris Appleton did JLo's hair, but when he posted his Instagram of her, he said, hair by me, makeup by JLo, which I got to be honest with you, that is the most shocking part of this entire thing. Fuck the chapel. The fact that she did her own makeup for her wedding night. If I was Ben Affleck, I would have looked Chris Appleton dead in the eye and said, I so appreciate your help with JLo's hair. I so appreciate your friendship over the years, but I cannot have you anywhere near me at my wedding upstaging me in such a way hilarious plotline. Chris Appleton is not allowed anywhere near the grooms of the brides that he does. <laughs> he shouldn't be. <laughs> no, he shouldn't be. I mean, I'm still recovering from when we saw him a few weeks ago. No, me too. I mean, the real question that everybody wants to know, understandably, is when is the real wedding taking place? Because I'm all for this kind of humble spread. I, I totally get they needed to do it for whatever reason they needed to do it. They wanted to feel alive. They wanted to feel normal. I'm, I'm on board. But I want to see the full-blown affair. Do you think we're going to get that? You mean, do, do I think they're going to have it or do I think that we're going to see it? Do you think they're going to have it? I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I feel like they're going to have a very beautiful, elegant celebration. Not necessarily where they're walking down the aisle and they're redoing their vows. I could totally see them wanting to keep that kind of sacred and the simplicity that they did it. But think about it. Even Benny Medina wasn't there. like, And that's only one that we know about. I just think that there are some people that they would want to be able to celebrate this marriage with, no? I mean, I think so. But I think that's also one of the things with eloping is that you just make that decision. Because once you start allowing certain people in, right, then it's like, okay, that opens up you know, the whole can of worms and then you might as well have a real wedding. Of course, there's the possibility that they would say, okay, let's do a big party now. We'll have everyone we love there. Like, of course, that is always a possibility. But I could also see them saying like, nope, this was it. Like, this was the wedding. I don't even think I can evaluate this objectively because I know my perception is warped based on how badly I want it. Like, think about it from day one of their potential rekindling. I was so on board, so on board. I have been riding for this since the beginning. So I just want it. 
No, I do too. And maybe I'm setting myself up to not be disappointed. But the thing here is, like, if you're rooting for them since day one, you won. Like, whether they have a big wedding and everybody's there or not, they are legally married. They did the damn thing. Her name is technically Jennifer Affleck now. You know what I mean? Like you won, you rooted for this from the beginning and the thing that you wanted to happen, happened. So whether that giant thing occurs or not, it, it's almost a moot point. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking me down. <laughs> no, you're welcome. I mean, listen, I want it too. Like, I think that we're owed that giant wedding. I think we are owed a star-studded celebrity event. You know, there's nothing I love more than a million celebs in one room, especially for a wedding. But we don't need it to feel validated in their relationship. We need it to feel validated in their celebrity. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, exactly. And and honestly, if you really want to think about this in the big picture, in 2003, when it didn't work out, it was because of the chaos that surrounded their celebrity. So if I'm them, I totally get wanting to do it as low-key as physically possible, almost as the direct antithesis of the thing that, quote, brought them down the first time. I get it. But yeah, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't want a gorgeous Mindy Weiss planned affair where we're getting live photos of guests entering, you know, a la Paris Hilton's wedding and a J-Lo performance. I mean... Honestly, for A-Rod's sake, that was probably better. A-Rod will be okay. I'm not too concerned about him. Listen, I hope more than anything in the entire world that I'm wrong about this. I would love to be proven wrong and have there be a giant wedding. I'm just personally not getting my hopes up. And you know what? That's smarter. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over-the-counter allergy spray. And it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid-free allergy spray. And Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 
30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay, next up on the agenda is the announcement that Joe Coy and Chelsea Handler have broken up. And I have to tell you, I don't know how any of you felt about this or how you felt about it, Julie, but when I saw Chelsea's post and I read that caption announcing the breakup, I genuinely felt sad in a way that I would not have anticipated to because I wouldn't have considered myself very invested in their relationship necessarily. But I think you could just tell so clearly how badly they both wanted it to work. I wouldn't say that I was invested in it in terms of it's not like every time they posted or every time they did something, I was right there watching it like a hawk. It wasn't a Kim and Pete thing, but I would say that I was invested in the sense of like, once they started dating and this was a real deep love for Chelsea, I think we all felt that way. I think we were all like so happy for her and this felt really right. And honestly, I almost felt like we didn't need to follow it that closely because I felt like this was it for her. Me too. I felt like it was entirely drama free. You didn't need to be following closely to get any clues as to what was going on. I really felt like this was it. I'll read Chelsea's actual post in a minute, but I just want to go back to the timeline for a second to paint the full picture because from 2007 to 2014 is when Chelsea's show, Chelsea Lately, was on air. And Joe Coy appeared as a panelist relatively frequently. So... It wasn't as if once they started dating, you then found out that they knew each other or they were friends. We knew that they were friends and that they worked together in a professional capacity because we had seen it on our screens for a very long time. So fast forward now six years later to December 2020, and this is when Joe reaches out to Chelsea in a little bit of a different way. And they did this joint interview with The Hollywood Reporter, December 2021, and they're kind of just talking about how it all started. And they said that around December 2020, Joe asked Chelsea if he could call her, and she responds, not if you're trying to fuck me. So he calls her, and they begin to talk on the phone more and more frequently over the next eight or so months. So then August 2021 is when the first move is made. And in this same interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Joe is talking about it, and he says, she basically asked me to kiss her. And then Chelsea says, I said, I think you have a crush on me. And if you do, you should do something about it and see what happens. So that was August 2021, after they had just started the intensification of their friendship slash romance in December 2020. And then September 2021 is when they made it Instagram official. So interesting timeline for us. It was about a month from their first kiss to when they made it official to the world. As you're going through the timeline, I'm realizing why I was so invested in this from the start or like why I was so sure of this. I feel like it's so unusual for a celebrity to open up about the way their relationship works in the way that Chelsea did. Chelsea was so open about how their friendship intensified and how you know, once they started dating and once they actually made it romantic, how they had had really open conversations about maybe being in love with each other the whole time, maybe not, maybe just having these feelings, really working through their emotions and then sharing that with us. And I just felt like it was such a beautiful thing. Like their relationship seemed so great and so easy. I really am so upset to see this end, not because I was invested in the way where like, I'm like, oh my God, I love them as a couple. I'm like upset because I know how upset they must be. 
I think the other thing we're picking up on is that Chelsea has been so open over the last, let's say, five or so years about her journey with therapy and really working on herself. Obviously, I don't know her personally, but even for me, I picked up on it. I felt like there was this real heightened sense of softness that she was conveying. So then when she started dating Joe, I almost felt like it was the culmination of all of the work that she had done on herself to then be able to be the other party in this really beautiful, stable relationship. And she's kind of said it. I mean, I don't mean to put words in her mouth, but I think in general, it was like a level of happiness that I don't think she even knew she could achieve by herself and then with this added party. So yeah, it's it's just sad. I think the thing here that we're seeing is it's not only from our point of view that we're seeing that about Chelsea. I feel like everyone who knows her and who has spoken on this relationship has kind of come out and said like, this really changed Chelsea for the better. I think the source that spoke to people or E! News about this literally gave that as their quote of like, regardless of what happens, whether they get back together or not, this has clearly changed them both for the better. And I think that what you're feeling when you're upset about this relationship that you're not a part of is like, all you could want for anybody is that the relationship that they're in brings out the best version of themselves. And so what you saw with Chelsea clearly was the case here. And so for the relationship to end, you're like, you're really upset about that. You're really disappointed in the outcome because you knew or you were watching almost in real time this bring out such a great version of herself that she loved too. I know. And by the way, the flip side of that is that I'm sure the relationship brought out the best side of Joe as well. I don't mean to downplay Chelsea's impact on him. I just wasn't familiar enough with him to know the before and after kind of. So I really felt like I saw it the most with Chelsea. And by the way, this is an important point to really hammer home. And I even had to say this to myself when I was like, processing this. She did a lot of the work herself before even entering this relationship. It's not like he came on the scene and then transformed her. The only reason the relationship was even able to work was because of the point that she got to internally. A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. I want to read her actual post because it really outlines it. She had posted a video and she says, in anticipation of celebrating our first year together, Joe and I recorded this video early, but as many of you have noticed, it's with a heavy heart to announce that we have decided together that it's best for us to take a break from our relationship right now. I know many of you were invested in our love, and I wanted to express to you how much that meant to both of us, how much it still means, and how much I now believe in love for each one of us. This man blew my heart open with love, and because of him, my life experience has changed forever. To be loved and adored by Joe Coy has been one of the greatest gifts of my life. He renewed my faith in men, in love, in being 100% who I am, and I've never been more optimistic for the future. Joe, you blew my creativity open, my lust for working hard again, being on the road again, and you reminded me who I was and always have been, and my feet have never been more firmly planted on the ground. This is not an ending, it's another beginning, and it's a comfort to know that I'm still loved and love this man the way the sun loves the moon and the moon loves the sun. Your person is coming. So please continue to root for both of us because you never know what life will bring. And let's first start by all going to the theater on August 5th to buy tickets to Joe's new movie, Easter Sunday, and Filipino Pride. Let's go. Like, you cannot tell me that Chelsea Handler five or so years ago would write a caption like this. This is Chelsea Handler saying, it's a comfort to know that I'm still loved and love this man the way the sun loves the moon and the moon loves the sun. Like, that's some shit I would say. <laughs> that is not some shit I would say, but you're right. <laughs> like, right, though? No, a hundred percent. The thing that I want to say to them, which is like not a right reaction because we have no idea what went on behind the scenes or what the reason for this breakup really is. I just want to shake them both and be like, just like, don't just like stay together. <laughs> Can you not? 
You're like, why? What are you doing? His caption was, just want everyone to know that Chelsea and I will always remain great friends and will always have love for one another. I'm her biggest fan and I can't wait for you all to see what she has in store for the future. Keep killing it, Chelsea. Mahal Kata. <laughs> Which like, you know how secure you have to be in your relationship for you to write a fucking novel and your ex to write like three lines and you to know that that's no reflection of how they feel about you. That is a secure relationship. What do you think happened? Okay. Really good question. I think that their relationship started to intensify during the pandemic. Obviously, as we know, it was December 2020 when they first started talking on the phone. And I think adjusting to being in a relationship while also being fully back to their normal schedule was more of an obstacle than either of them had necessarily anticipated. So I think it's like, let's just take a beat, you know, get back on our own individual footings with our own careers, because obviously there was a lull in that, and then see what happens. That's really what I think. Maybe I'm just being totally naive. That's the only thing that I can really predict happening. That's the only thing that would make sense to me because I know that prior to this breakup, like a couple of weeks before, people were starting to be a little bit concerned about them. I guess they weren't posting together as much and he was away filming something. But I was genuinely shocked when I saw this breakup announcement because I didn't pay like that talk much attention. I was like, people go through these phases, people are away, like, Pete's been in Australia for four weeks. Everyone was like, what's going on with Pete? He was just away filming something. You can't always be together. And then we saw Kim leave and and go to Australia. And she had posted with him in the interim. So like, I feel like with celebrity relationships specifically, we can't take those gaps of time as meaning too much because they happen so frequently. So, I mean, I was surprised that that did happen here. And in the end, it really was a warning sign. No, I hear you. And typically I operate under that exact same belief system. For example, when Kim was posting all of those cryptic stories on her Instagram, which we'll get into in a few minutes, and you know, people were speculating whether or not it was about a Pete breakup and we were kind of like, everyone relax. It's probably just residual Tristan trauma. That's, that's typically the way that I lean. I think with them, the reason that the concern was a little bit more legitimate or based in potential reality was because they had been so active. Like she was constantly posting about him or constantly posting being with him. So I think it was just the the contrast in that that alarmed people and they were right. Yeah, I guess that's fair. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because Realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen. And every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter-looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. 
It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. I want to talk about this Emily Ratajkowski situation. Yeah, me too. So for anyone who may not know, Emily Ratajkowski is married to a guy by the name of Sebastian Bear McClard. I'm sure you haven't really heard of him other than in the context of being married to Emrata. But he's a producer and actor. I would say his most well-known work is Uncut Gems and Good Time, where he served in producing roles for both. So they got married February 2018 in a very low-key courthouse ceremony. They had only gone public with their relationship about two weeks earlier. And I think initially it kind of seemed like a spur-of-the-moment situation, and nobody really knew, one, what to think, but second of all, if it was going to last. Fast forward three years, and they welcome a child, a baby boy by the name of Sylvester. So to just speak quite frank. I think people were confused about this relationship from the get-go. However, as it progressed, and clearly as it got more legitimate in the eyes of the public, they have a kid together, they're clearly going strong. I think people were like, you know what? If she's happy, who are we to say a word? Well, fast forward to the last few months when all of these rumors are circulating that he has been around New York City cheating on her. And I think initially it was disbelief, but then it was the kind of thing of like, when there's smoke, there's fire. And the crowd that they operate in, I'm not going to say that it's sceney, but it's Dumois-esque. Like, <laughs> there's enough rumors that if something's happening, it's going to be spread. No? Yeah. I mean, I was not surprised to hear this about him. I personally never got a good vibe from him. Like, this was not shocking information to me. Me neither. I swear to you, me neither. And- I think a really important trope that we actively need to stay away from in this conversation is one that we see constantly, which is like, wow, how is it possible that even she gets cheated on? Which may seem like a very logical thing to say, but when you really break that down, what you're basically saying is, how could someone as hot as Emily Ratajkowski get cheated on? Which the flip side of that is, she was a little bit uglier, she'd deserve it. If you really break it down, if you want to oversimplify that message, which is entirely wrong and also in the process removes the accountability from the person doing the cheating. Because basically what you're saying there is that women have to either be or maintain a certain level of attractiveness to ensure they will not be cheated on. So then what happens here is kind of like shockwaves fall through because it's like, wow, Emily Ratajkowski, who is objectively so hot, how can that even happen to her? But it's like a very, very dangerous road that you go down when you start to make those points. Because really, when you think about it, what are you saying there? No, it's such a good point and it's such an important thing to remember. But also there are two different kind of schools of thought that are at play in terms of the responses, both kind of in the same camp. But the first one being that of like, wow, even Emily Ratajkowski can get cheated on, which I 100% agree with you is a really dangerous thought process to go down. But the other side of it that I think a lot of people are really focused on as well is this idea of like, Obviously, they were an unmatched couple. Not to say he's not attractive, not to say people wouldn't find him attractive, but let's be real here. They are an unmatched couple. And I think a lot of times when a guy is dating a girl who is a lot hotter than him, we all have this idea of like, wow, he should be waking up every single day 
kissing the ground that she walks on. Like he should wake up every day thinking that he is just the absolute luckiest guy on the planet. But a lot of times when a guy is dating a girl that is that much hotter than him, the reverse happens and he gets a real false sense of entitlement. And it becomes almost like, first of all, an ownership thing where it's like, oh, he got the girl. And what that then does to him is he feels invincible. It makes him think that he's hotter than he is. And so then it gives him this false idea that he can go ahead and do whatever he wants. He does not have a realistic idea of himself based on the girl that he is dating. Totally. And I mean, this is such a longer conversation because really what that goes into, and you kind of alluded to it, is the objectification of women and this idea that because he has this prize and because he got this prize and he can, quote, show off this prize, that he has then reached a higher level in terms of his capabilities. But the most fucked up part about this is that on some level, his perception probably wasn't entirely inaccurate because I do think that he was treated differently by the world, generally speaking, for, quote, getting her. And I hate this entire rhetoric because it really has the sense of ownership that I strongly dislike and do not like to feed into. But I'm just trying to think honestly in terms of his perception. I really do think if we're playing the like, he's a 10 game, it's kind of like he's a six, but he married Emily Ratajkowski. I think that if you're playing that game with someone, his number goes up because one, men view it as like, oh shit, bro. And then I think a lot of women view it as, wow, he must really have something in him that she was drawn to, you know, looks aside. It's like a very kind of fucked up thing that you can easily get on the wrong side of, but you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because let's take the point of view of the girl that he's cheating on her with. How easy is it to fall into the trap of like, oh wow, he's willing to cheat on her with me? Right, exactly. And then in the most twisted way, it somehow becomes an inner competition between women. When if we really want to break it down, the guy's just an asshole. That's really all that's going on here. I mean, listen, we do this song and dance every single time that there is a celebrity couple where there's a cheating scandal involved. And it's always us asking the question of like, wow, how is he going to cheat on her? But at the end of the day, we just have to remove that thought process. But anyway, getting back to this. So they are going to divorce. A source close to her confirmed to page six, quote, yeah, he cheated. He's a serial cheater. It's gross. He's a dog. And she was spotted out without her wedding band. So it's not a rumor. I mean, it's been confirmed. Crazy. Serial cheater. Like that to me, that term has been reserved for Tristan in my mind. So I'd love to see this guy's stats. Well, he is in terrible company if that is I the know. case. <laughs> Tristan's like, hold my beer. I can't. Don't even bring up Tristan's name. I know. I'm I, sorry. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you, and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so... 
I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Then the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code CELEBS. Okay, just a brief continuation on the whole Charlie D'Amelio, Landon Barker thing going into the Kardashian recap. I know it had been kind of confirmed that they were together, I guess it was last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about the photos of them holding hands. But this last week, she posted a photo of them kissing on her story. And then she was with him, Courtney and Travis and the whole family at Courtney and Travis's house in Palm Springs. So not only are they together, but Charlie D'Amelio has made her way from Norwalk, Connecticut to Courtney Kardashian's Palm Springs house. And if that is not a feat, I don't know what is. Maybe it's because I'm from Connecticut, but something really cracks me up about you like <laughs> talking about Norwalk, Connecticut as the most humble of beginnings. No, not humble of beginnings, but I just don't think what Charlie D'Amelio at 15 years old was making videos in her school's bathroom. She was expecting that in a few years, she would be accompanying Travis Barker's son to their Palm Springs vacation home down the street from Kris Jenner's. Like that feels like a crazy story arc. I don't give a shit where you came from. It is a crazy story arc. No, you're a hundred percent right. When she posted that Insta story of the two of them kissing, I thought that I was in middle school. I thought that I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe she posted that. I know, and realistically, it's an 18-year-old couple, but the reason I do think this has added a different layer is because now it's made its way into Kardashian news. I mean, technically, this is Kourtney Kardashian's stepson's girlfriend. We would be talking about whoever this person is, regardless, the person just so happens to be one of the most followed people on TikTok. When I saw Charlie in the background of that video that Travis had posted of him and Courtney going down the slide, I was like, what the fuck are you doing there? And how did I just spot you? I know. I'm like, you made it. You did the damn thing. You, we thought it was a big deal that Addison was on a few episodes of Keeping Up. No, Charlie has made her way to Travis and Courtney's Palm Springs house. I'm sorry. It's a big deal. Do you think Addison looks at that and she's like, damn it, I should have figured out something more permanent? No, not at all. And also Omer, her boyfriend, is very close to Travis. So I actually think, ironically, her and Courtney's relationship probably faded slightly. But then Omer and Travis working together so closely, I'm sure probably brought them back in some capacity. Can we have an Addison conversation for a second? Oh my God, I'd love to. Where's the music? Like, release it. You're a pop star. That leak was good, Julie. Also, hold on. Is this my moment to talk about Lip Quip? Go, go on your little item beauty rant. Okay, I promise you this is not sponsored. I bought this with my own money and I will keep this to under 60 seconds. I had been looking for a new lip oil, heard great things about the Dior, but I lose my lip glosses all the time. So I didn't want to spend that money. The item beauty Lip Quip is $14, specifically in the shade Hey Y'all, 
when I tell you my lips have never looked better. Julie can attest to this because you asked me what I was wearing when I walked in with it. I've also tried the Kylie Cosmetics, the Road. They're all very different, but specifically for point of this conversation, try, if you're interested in a new lip oil and you don't want to buy the Dior, try the Item Beauty Lip Clip. I Personally, for me, I think the shade Hey Y'all, it looks very bright pink when you look at it in the packaging, but it goes on beautifully. The heart poppin' is a little bit too red. When I put it on, it looks like I was wearing red lipstick. I cannot tell you. I have bought so many. I keep them in every single purse. I think it's it makes your lips look so, so juicy. No, the issue is that you're right. Because I obviously wanted to be a hater. Like I obviously wanted to go into the situation making fun of the Addison Ray lip care. Like you are wearing a shade called Hey Y'all. Like I there's so much potential there for just so many avenues of humor. And yet you love it. Isabel loves it. Everyone that Isabel has bought them for loves it. Like, I can't be a hater. And you know what? I don't know why I would, because that's my pop star queen. <laughs> I was about to say, you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're hating on her makeup line. Don't you want her to expand, you know, across all platforms? Maybe I just wish she would spend a little more time on the music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious about this, but by the way, I'm dead serious because here's the thing like, obviously, Obsessed comes out. We all secretly love it. We're all secretly listening to it and then like being cool with our friends, being like, haha, Addison Ray and her little music thing. But like, we love it. Like, it's so good. Have you ever listened to Obsessed with the top down in the car? 10 out of 10 experience. But everyone like kind of makes fun of her. So I think her self-esteem was a little bit shot. So she had all of this music that then released underground and everyone's like, oh shit, Addison Ray is a pop star, but now she doesn't have the confidence to release it. But here we all are listening to like, tracks from Twitter. And it's like, give us the music because now we're on board. All of us. <laughs> you know that Brian is listening to this and he is nodding profusely. <laughs> no one's more on board than Brian. I'm telling you, I know. they're all bops. Listen, Addison, if you are listening, the same excitement and enthusiasm that myself and all of us have towards Lipquip, we will have to any music that you release. So this is, this is really our Hail Mary here. I, I completely agree. I <laughs> sign and endorse. Okay. Uh, now this is making me so excited. Not now. I promise. I don't even know if people care, but we can do maybe one time, like a one minute segment where we talk about the road one and the Kylie cosmetics one. I have made it my mission to find new lip glosses. I love the road one. Fucking love the road one. It's a little I pricey for how small the tube is. I will say that it was a lot smaller than I had anticipated, but it's, it's very moisturizing. Like I'm using the Lip Quip and the Road on two very different occasions. The the Road is like, okay, I want chapstick, but I want to glow. The lip oil is like, I'm about to take a selfie and I want my lips to be popping. Honestly, I really like the combo. Road first and then Lip Quip, yeah. Yep. Yeah, completely. Okay, <laughs> moving on to Kim and Pete for a second. So after four weeks apart, Kim was photographed arriving in Australia. Pete is filming a movie, Wizards, with Orlando Bloom, and she took her jet to Australia. She's spending time with him. That's kind of all we knew, but apparently she was really looking forward to spending time with him. And flying to Australia, even on a, a private jet, I would say that's an act of love for somebody who has such a busy schedule. For sure. But can we get into the Insta stories for a second? Because I obviously don't think that they were about Pete. Like, scratch that. I know they weren't about Pete, but it was so weird of her to post them while she was clearly with him. 
yeah, I mean, for anybody who didn't see them, she was basically posting these very cryptic Instagram stories, kind of Chloe style, just of these different quotes about red flags and betrayal and all this shit. I think that she knew Chloe couldn't do it. So she was doing it for Chloe. I genuinely think that's what it was. And it was completely Tristan related. I was really obsessed with the people that thought it was about Pete because I was like, this is what would have happened for that to be true. Kim would have had to fly to Australia, had some sort of a breakup with Pete, and then immediately started posting emotional quotes on her Instagram story. That is the last thing that would ever happen. And I know it's weird that she posted them in the first place, but it would have been a million times weirder if she had posted them as something that was reactionary to something that happened to her. Well, I think also, I mean, if we want to feed into the theory that they're doing things just for like shifting the PR narrative, there was so much talk about Chloe and Tristan, obviously. And then when Kim started to post those, a lot of the headlines shifted to Kim Kardashian posting cryptic Instagram stories amid her visit to Pete Davidson. And even if the conclusion was that she was posting it about Tristan, it did kind of take the heat off Chloe momentarily. I don't think it's the craziest theory. I'm not saying it's the one I believe in, but it's not the craziest one. Sometimes I feel like Kim just discovered Tumblr a little late. Like, I don't even know where they get these quotes from because like typically, right? Like if you are going through something right now and you're like, I really want to post something meaningful on my Instagram story, you would like reshare something from Instagram or you would take a tweet. Like all of these things that they post on their Instagram stories as quotes is like straight from Tumblr or like, (laughs) or like, a photo that you you picnicked with all of your friends and then put a quote in the middle. Remember picnic? Of course I remember picnic. Yeah, it's, it has a very kind of nostalgic, almost childlike, or, or not childlike, like tween-like element to it. I think that's purposeful, though. I actually think they're doing it ironically at this point. It's actually, very weird. Here's this. No, here's this, Julie. I don't know if they're doing it ironically, but in order for me to maintain my perception of Kim, I need to believe she's doing it ironically because it's too weird if she's not. I'm not saying you can't express yourself via quote. Like, fine. It's not my style, but if you want to do it, who am I to shame your expression? The way that she posts these quotes, it is objectively kind of weird. So I have to believe that it's ironic because if not, I I can't have my view of Kim potentially tarnished. Their Insta stories are camp. Right. Okay. Yeah. That is camp. Again, in the words of Carly Kloss, looking camp in the motherfucking eye. Yes, true. Right in the eye. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I want to talk about Kendall and Devin very quickly because as we know, there was rumors that they broke up, then they got back together, but it's been confirmed based on Kendall's recent Instagram stories that they are back together. She went to Lauren Rothberg and Michael Ratner's wedding over the weekend and Devin was her date. She was posting stories with him. There were plenty of pictures of them together. So all is well. Do you think they ever really broke up? Because there was basically no timeline in terms of them actually doing so. It was like the story leaked the next day they were seen together. And then a couple of days later, they were at Michael Rubin's July 4th party. And then the wedding. Like, I honestly don't think they ever broke up. I think they had one really big fight that kind of got out of hand. Rumors spread that they broke up and then they didn't feel like tackling the story. So they just like ignored it. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I can't fake enthusiasm and I feel entirely apathetic. So yeah, that's a story that I would probably believe. Sure, why not? Yeah, sounds good enough to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else you want to mention? I think that's it. (laughs) Okay, so we are off next week. I know I said that yesterday, but in the midst of the Chloe interest and stuff, I'm sure that could have gotten lost. So we are off for the entirety of next week, all three episodes. Isabel and I will be back, I guess, on Friday for Bravo. And then we will see you guys 
the week after next. Thank you so much for listening and for letting us do this and for giving us this place to recap. It's the best job ever. Thank you.